0: ask me permission we're in progress we're official let's do it hello folks and welcome to get diversified my name is melvin landry and welcome to the show i want to be the first to welcome also our guest to the show mr george salas welcome to the show george how you doing brother melvin what's up my brother man i'm doing best. another day, blessed. Another day. fantastic another day. george hey, thanks for uh, being a guest on our show and we're looking forward to speaking with you to here today so uh, hey guys, hey George is a mover and a shaker in the real estate space. He's a mover and shaker in the short-term rental aspect of things. And I'm happy to have him here as part of the show so he can tell his story, the progress he's making and, and where he's taking this thing. So George, welcome again, brother.
1: Man, I, I appreciate you, brother. You know, it's um it's a beautiful thing to to just us, you know, build our relationship over the last few months, and then yep. now I'm here uh sharing a little bit of my story, talking to your audience. So Thank you for the invite,
0: man. Indeed, indeed. Well, George, hey man, we'll let you kickstart it off, man. Why do you? not you tell the viewers a little bit about you, your prog- your progressions in the real estate, all the way to where you've gotten to today? Go ahead, buddy.
1: Absolutely. So, um, I like to call myself short term strategist, right? And cool. um, I like to I like to say that I create. I help people, I help my clients, help investors create lifestyle assets while while they build vacation equity right and what that means is we're in a world where everything all types of investments out there are essentially very very simple and monotone to me right like you know so so we specialize in creating very unique types of investments which allow our clients and our investors to really enjoy while they invest to really love what they invest cuz know if you put let's just say you know no offense to any other asset class out there rental property long term you never get to enjoy it right Mm so um yeah man that's what we do and uh just to tell you all of all of you folks uh just tell all of you folks uh my uh story in about two minutes uh my story really started when i was about 15. i moved here to the us from peru and at the age of 15 okay and Mm -hmm. uh i started um, at about 22 years old, you know, when I really went into, you know, trying to develop something of my own, becoming an entrepreneur. And I started actually, uh, in the, in the hospitality industry. Okay. Uh, Melvin, right. So I was, uh, I, I was a waiter. Uh, I started as a bartender, you know, all the way through about, you know, 22, 23. And then at 23 is whenever I, uh, I launched a small little company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a marketing company. So I would go around marketing these venues for bar owners, for event, like venue owners, restaurants, bars, and I would create this really cool, like gathering of people, right? Um, and I mean, I'm sure you've heard of hosts in, in Vegas where they yep. run the show. So I was that guy that would We're put there. together the entire thing, I would uh, produce an event, I would market the event, and I would bring a lot of people, and people just have come, and they would just come and have fun, uh, at that place, right? And this was uh, all over Houston. I've, I've done it over 80 different eighty different uh, venues in Houston, Texas. So that was me through through about 20, you know, 27-ish, 20, okay. 27, 27 years old, right? and 20, 28, um, at full force, right? And then what I was doing was, you know, pushing people there. And, you know, I, I was in marketing, but that was in MySpace days, right? And then I ended up actually um doing so well in this industry and i was top in the city right um okay. that i was able to save about half a million dollars and and then i was able to really connect with some um some operators right now um, that that were, were in the industry and they were building out their you know their they were building out essentially their you know their their deal so i came in as a limited partner at the age of 27 years old and i invested you know i was already an investor in my mind right i invested into uh into a deal as a limited partner. Okay. Um and and unfortunate that it was, the deal ended up going sour, right? Meaning like they opened up in quite a bit of quite a bit of debt. And and then I, I put in a few hundred thousand dollars, you know, about oh. 350 from you know 350 into the whole deal um from savings that I had saved of a few years and uh essentially uh 60 from personal 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 funds, personal loans. Right. So I went into this deal as a limited partner uh, and this was a venue that was being built by another operator. Right. And um, and I was I I was young and I just like maybe 10 years ago. Right. So I ended up getting into this deal and um, learned quite a bit. Right. Um, And I was super young and and I trusted this person, um, given that I I didn't actually know how to do the actual due diligence or how to perform the proper due diligence at that time. So we got into the deal, the, the, the venue opened up, and a year and a half later, you know, I uh, it ended up closing down. The doors got shut for us. So um, I ended up losing a few hundred thousand dollars, and and that was sort of a down for me at 20, 27 and a half years old, right? I lost quite a bit of money, and this was somebody else's investment, and, and that's when my true entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneur career came about, right? That's when I went into real estate, and, and I started learning you know, I started studying, and before even then, I I wasn't even I wasn't even in the position to really go in at, at, at full force, right? I was just I was I was a little bit lost, mm-hmm. right? And and when when you're lost in trying to figure things out, sometimes you don't know what to do, but but something inside me told me that that you know I couldn't stay where I was at, right? So so I had a couple of breakthroughs, right? One day, my one of my friend calls me and he says, George, I need you to come to my flip. Right. So he was at this flip. So I go to his flip and and then he's just he's got like 15 people there. And then essentially talking to about 15 people about real estate, about investing, about doing flips, about wholesaling. You know, and then that's when I had to spark. I was it wasn't you know, it was a breakthrough. Uh, I was, an ex- you know, out outside. I was an exterior breakthrough. Okay. Right. And the next day I woke up and I was like, I, c- I can't stay where I'm at, Melvin. Like, I, I can't do that. I mean, I've got to get up and go even harder, right? So that's when I decided that I had to get into real estate, you know, and then I had to change my life. So this was about five-ish years ago, right? So it was towards the end uh, of of, of when I was in in the hospitality sector, okay? So I did that, and and in my first year of real estate, you know, I started doing deals, and and I did about 20 wholesale deals. Uh, I did about seven or eight, maybe 10 flips, that okay. year, and, and that's when I found short-term rentals, right? And uh, and that's when I started transitioning, I started building a portfolio, and I built it out. So a lot of my units were smaller units. I was taking some of the wholesale, uh, wholesale funds, and then taking them into, you know, doing rental arbitrage, and then I was doing some flips as well. And I was I was turning some of my flips into SDRs, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by 2020, I had about 40 doors. Okay. Um, and then COVID happened, right? Um, and that was another like sort of a knock in the face. Yeah, COVID happened, and you know I'm, I'm sure you were, um, you remember those times, but um, yeah. I, I felt like it was a little bit of trouble. Me, I had a lot of my units downtown, and and as as many people didn't get hurt during the COVID crisis, right? Uh, the, the the vacation rental industry for us, we had a smaller units, and they were in Houston, and the city was shut down for about six weeks, yep. right? So sure. uh, I realized that that my model was not the model that I really wanted. And what I wanted is I wanted to build a business that would create a lifestyle and would create freedom for me, right? And with these smaller units, just the margins weren't enough, okay? So okay. Uh, I realized through, you know, lessons and through, you know, mentorships and courses and books that that I was in the wrong business model, Melvin. And that's when I transitioned to our current model, right, during COVID, and our current model is creating lifestyle assets. So we do median properties, right? We take median single family properties and turn them into median luxury STRs, and, and, and we're essentially creating lifestyle assets for ourselves and our investors and our clients. So from then till now, I mean, our network and our net worth has grown tremendously because. We were able to really find our niche, mm-hmm. right? So I know that was a little bit more than two minutes, no, but um, no. you know, I wanted to break that down for you, brother.
0: No, man, a fantastic depiction, first of all. Second of all, I didn't realize uh, the hospitality uh, piece. I don't know if you know, I've worked in hospitality too as well. I've lived in Vegas and worked for of the largest casinos. Did not know that. Caesars fantastic. and MGM, uh, corporate uh, corporate career. Secondly, you mentioned entrepreneurship, right? Sometimes it comes with high highlights. It comes with low lights. You fell, fell on your face. You were able to get back up and get your aha moment. I'm not quite sure if you knew, thanks to real estate, knowing the single family portfolio, it saved me and my wife from bankruptcy before we really took off in multifamily. We were living in Dallas. Mm. We closed before COVID because we had gone four years and hadn't made anything. We lost a million dollars. But it was a wake up call and real estate ended up being the blessing to save us in terms of legally being able to navigate through the waters and realize success. So I can totally parallel to your story. So I appreciate you sharing that.
1: Absolutely, brother. Absolutely.
0: Hey, man. So tell me, man. So, you know, you know, you know, you found your niche. You're kind of you're on a roll now and things are kind of getting to where they need to be. You're progressing. You're doing very, very, very well in your space what's the next step for George and, 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 and your family in terms of that next trajectory in terms of uh, the high path for entrepreneurship?
1: Absolutely brother. Um, so last year um, I got married, right? Okay. And, and, Congratulations. Uh, so my wife and I, um, and then towards the middle of the year, at the beginning of the year we got married and towards the middle of the year, we have our, our first child, you know, so he's about again. eight months now. Thank you yep, very yep, much. Yep. So, my wife and, and myself, we're trying to figure out like, Hey, how, how are we going to continue to build our wealth and our assets? How are we going to make the impact that we're trying to make? Right. Are we going to be able to, are we, are we just going to do this on our own? Are we going to be able to do it with our own funds and our own money? Or should we uh, create a vehicle that would bring that and would attract other people to come on board and, and work with us? Right. So And then that's at the beginning of of last year towards – actually more towards March or May, uh, March, April or May, something like that, is when – and I decided to start researching on how to create a fund, okay? So um, giving April, May, right? june those were the first about three months and i mean coming from five years of experience at the time four years and really understanding our market having't found our niche i mean we we um going back to 2021 we even hit you know our highest numbers uh last year in 2021 as well like we we did over seven figures in, in short term link um, so we've operated you know we we've been running quite a quite a a nice little small management company that operates you know, these units with us. And then now instead of having like 55 units, we've got like a third of that, but it brings almost the same amount of income, Mm -hmm. right? Um, With way less work, with way less stress, way less headaches. And I mean, literally it's just one third of the work and then the income is almost the same as before. Right. So we made that transition Right. And and we realized that we couldn't do it on our own. Right. Um, We wanted to go either. Hey, do we do private money? Do we do our own money? Do we go family and friends or do we go big or go home? Mm -hmm. Right. So um, to us was just the decision was easy because uh, when you when you're trying to make a decision, Melvin. Right. um, You make it based on the end goal that you're trying to get to. Right. So our end goal was to not just create a lifestyle and freedom for ourselves but it was to make an impact, right? Our mission is to have 1,000 of these investors who we've helped by 2025, by the end of 2025, right? So 1,000 investors who invested into our, our vehicles to invest by 2025, right? We want to make an impact by talking to people by... By creating these educational podcasts, by creating platforms where you can share your message, Melvin, and and when you share your message and share the struggles and experiences that you have fell into, and also share how you've come about from nothing or from really falling on your face mm-hmm. to getting up even harder, it's when people learn, right? That's because they go. Everybody goes through the same, and most people don't share that they lost a few hundred thousand. They just want to say all the cool stuff. They just want to say all the good stuff. Right. And and that's okay. But people people want to know, right? How you fell down and got up. They just don't want to know how you made it to the top. Right. So that's what I'm here, I'm here to share. And and then what we're doing right now, Melvin is amazing. We've structured a short term rental fund over the last, well, let's say nine months, six months of structuring and about three months of learning how to do it right? And and I'm excited to share with you guys what's going on there, man. But yeah, that, that's about it, brother.
0: So I know, George, you know, we, right, you mentioned having a plan, right? Having an ecosystem, right? Having collaborations, right? For you to kind of course correct and really take off like you've been, right? So I know we're part of a similar consortium, right? We're part of the Raised Masters Consortium, right? And that's how you and I got the opportunity to to meet one another. And I, you know, when I first met you, George, you were, uh, you know, you were you're working in the lab, putting that infrastructure together on the fund, and it's it's pretty cool to see how you've kind of transformed things and where you're at and and how you're launching and how you're growing, and it's it's fantastic to see. Question for you: Say, for instance, yes, hey, my name's Joe, right? I'm I'm a new guy in the space. And, you know, mm-hmm. I want to get into short-term rentals. Could you give me some advice, Mister George? What would you tell that guy named Joe?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Joe. So first of all, Joe. What kind of what kind of angle do you have for your investments? Uh, are you looking for something more on the growth end, where you mm-hmm. can exit really nice, chunky, and big, or are you looking more towards a goal? Like, are you you know you want cash flow, or are you looking for you know your money to double, triple, right? And mm-hmm. do you want cash flow and some some on the back end, right? Do you care more about the front end cash cash flow right now, or do you want a big piece at the end?
0: okay I would say look I'm just trying to get diversified that's all I'm tra- okay. I'm new I'm trying to get diversified and I'm learning so wh- how would you direct me to get started if i'm if, I, if I'm thinking about getting into short-term rentals I'm a newbie so I'm just taking baby steps
1: I love it I love it so well um getting diversified is fantastic what we do is we help investors create lifestyle assets while they'll build vacation equity right Joe <laughs> and what that means is you're, you're essentially investing in an asset class that's fun. It, you can enjoy, right? Because you're going to be a partner of that, of that asset and you're going to be able to go enjoy it. Right. Um, and then sort of like check out what that asset is, it's not just, you know, some, something you're a vehicle you're putting money in and never see it. Right. So, so, so that's what I call creating a lifestyle asset, right? Or creating a, an asset where you can love and enjoy and have a great time. Right. So and on the back end, we're building equity and creating cash flow for our investors as well. Right. And then that's what a fund, that's what a fund is. And in our fund is a vehicle that we're we're structuring. It's sort of a pool of money. It's a mm-hmm. company where money is managed by a uh by an entity that we call the general partner. Right. So the general partner manages that money, and then we have limited partners coming to invest into that fund we invest into the fund as well right but the limited partners come and invest and we give them a portion of that so they get a portion of the operating cash flow every month right and and they get a you know nice little distribution check every quarter but obviously it's every month but they get distributed every quarter and then at the end when we sell the assets then they get a big chunk, right? You get a big chunk, Joe. So uh, that's how this thats how this works. You know, it's pretty simple. It's pretty straight up. You know, obviously you could go into more detail, but. Uh, <laughs> On behalf know, of Joe, it.
0: we appreciate that advice there. So very good. Thanks for sharing that there, George. Yes, so, sir. Hey, man. So, hey, next nice question, man. Another three to five years, right? You're growing, right? Things are falling into place. Where do you see yourself from a growth trajectory, and what what are some things are, in terms of high profile goals that you're trying to reach? Say next three to five years. I love the question, brother.
1: I love the question. So, um, within three years, um, our goal is to get our, our our property or our you know I'm so sorry. Um, within three years, our we've got several goals. Other than having two funds, mm-hmm. we our, our goal is also to have 150 properties within those two to okay. three funds, okay? okay? The first fund we're scheduled to, um, we're, we're underwriting about 50 to 60, okay? In the first one and then in the second one, um, possibly the remaining up to 150, right? So our first number one goal is to get this company to eight figures, right? And, and then to be able to create about 150 of these lifestyle assets, right? For us within the company. Now, personally, Right. I've definitely lots of lifestyle goals. Right. And, um, you know, uh, my wife and I plan on having another child and we want to teach our family to be a real estate oriented. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to grow and be a min, many a little investors. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as we build these companies. Right. Um, we also want to make an impact in this world. Right. So um, we, we love to consult. We love to talk to people. We love to teach in our clients, so that they can build their own assets as well, okay. and, and create their own their own cash flow, their own lifestyle, right? As as we do it, so we're growing in two in two sectors, right? And one of the sectors is us doing our events, uh, bringing in people to work with us, and then another sector is people investing into our company, so that we could do it for them. That's gotcha. right. So those are two sections. So our main goals in both is one thousand consulting clients on on in one million lives touched or impacted. Right Uh, through financial freedom from our strategies, and those one million lives could obviously have our investors, partners that we work with, fund managers, right, and and then just just strategic relationships like you and I, (laughs) right. So um, that's pretty much you know what we've got um, in the horizon for the next three years, brother.
0: Oh, good, good man, fantastic, fantastic. Wow, you're doing a lot, man. You have you got some real huge goals. But if, if anybody I know is going to reach those goals, it's going to be you, George. That's for sure. You're moving I to shaker, man, which it. you're doing very very well in that regard. Let's you, talk sir. about market-specific, man. I know I know you're in Houston. So are you giving considerations to other markets? or Are you specifically concentrating on Houston-specific? And tell the viewers why uh, your thoughts and why.
1: Absolutely. So I, I am in Houston, first of all. And, mm-hmm. and Houston is a large, one of the top 10 markets in the U.S., short-term metals, Melvin. Mm, okay. okay. So Houston has its advantages and also has its disadvantages. An advantage is that there are a lot of people traveling here, a lot of people moving mm, here, yeah. and a lot of development going out. Almost too much development. Now, right? Um, another advantage is that Houston did not get really affected by the 2008 real estate recession, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the numbers didn't really, didn't, didn't really change. If you go back and look at the real estate market, Houston mm-hmm. didn't really get affected, right? So um, now when it comes to short-term rentals, Houston is a little bit oversaturated, but if you know how to create niche properties, niche listings, niche niche short-term rentals, then being oversaturated is for the people that have mediocre listings, right? Most of them are going to be mediocre. 80% of listings out there are mediocre, simple, very, very basic, basic furnishings basic style basic idea and there's lots of houses out there that are basic right but if you can create something unique you win in this space melvin right and and and, and that takes skill because it's not just real estate skill it is also creativity design vision right and it's okay. also marketing it's packaging that that str packaging that property as a as a full package where people are going to oversee the value they're going to think you know and, and they're going to take this property and they're going to pay your thousand dollars a night or eight hundred dollars a night because they perceive that the value is more than what they're paying right they're two, getting two a better right. deal
0: two two key words that you just mentioned perceived value
1: perceived value,
0: perceived value. when you have a perceived value People will pay the price, regardless of what it is. Regardless exactly. of what it is, they will pay the price. They understand the value. They realize it accordingly. And uh, you know, it's a win-win, win-win for you as the fund manager, right? And in, 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 the, in uh, dealing with the fund, as always also as the guests, right? They want that experience, and they're willing to pay for it, right? So, and everyone has a point, right? To which they're willing to pay uh, for their actual utility and utilizing that uh, the asset of what you're providing. So. Thanks for sharing that. So, George, man, Absolutely, one, brother, absolutely, hey man. As we look to kind of close this thing out, here's a here's a here's a curveball question for you. Think about the best piece of advice that anyone has ever given you, man. What would you say that uh, that best piece of advice is that you've kind of carried on even to today? Absolutely. That comes to so, mine?
1: sure, I, I got you, brother. So, I'm going to take three, a combination of three pieces of advice on how to live. For success, okay, and essentially, um, I I learned this from uh, one of my mentors, right? His name is Darren Hardy, okay. So um, I've been in lots of his programs and learned so much for him from him, right? And uh, essentially, what what stuck out to me was how he develops his core values, right? And to and then 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 just from learning everything that he shared. Right, I took three little pieces of advice from him that I apply into my life every single day. Okay, number one is always be learning and growing. Right, so I am an avid learner and and, and I'm an avid addict for growth. Right, so no matter what, anything that helps me grow, I know that it's going to compound over time and it's going to pay off at, at a 10x value a year, two, three, five years from now. Right, so I'm always growing and learning. Okay, the second thing is. I'm always actually figuring out like why I want to do things, right? So the why for me, the why it's extremely important because that, that's like the deeper reason, right? So like whenever I make a decision, Melvin, I'm trying to figure out like, does this meet my purpose, right? So the second thing is purpose. Like why did you come to this world? Like what is your ultimate purpose in this planet? And for mm-hmm. us, is is helping investors create this, this, this life, or freedom and lifestyle through short-term goals. So, mm-hmm. if something does not meet my purpose, right, then I don't do it, right. Because we entrepreneurs have a lot of shiny, shiny object syndrome, and and sometimes you just got to align with your purpose and try to find a purpose and a why within the things that you do every single day, right. So, so that's the second thing that I've learned:
0: starting
1: mm-hmm. and growing and, and purpose. And then the third thing is, no matter what. Success leaves clues and it takes time, Melvin, right? And because it takes time, I mean, look, just, I I mean, you know, the audience knows, I know that it doesn't come easy, right? So the one thing you've got to realize is that you have to improve your process every single day, right? No matter what you do, like this morning, I was learning, uh, I was learning something, I was was having breakfast. And then I heard my wife being on this call with, well, one, of I mean, my wife is in EXP, right? And and she works with agents. And she was learning from one of our friends, Connor. He's a guy, I mean, multi-seven figures earner from their EXP uh, recruiting downline or whatnot, right? So, and the guy's talking about his day, breaking down his day. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what is that? So, I'm, I'm like, whoa, I'm not doing that in my day. I mm-hmm. took one little piece just from having breakfast. And she, she had her Zoom playing there on her phone, right? And I took one little piece. And now I'm implementing that piece. And I am... Changing and I'm improving my process. So the third thing is process. You've got to improve and change your process no matter what. Because most people underestimate what they can do in three years, but they overestimate what they can do in one year. Tony Robbins says they underestimate most people underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Imagine, right? So I get. You know, and I heard this quote from Vishen Lakiani in one of his books, books, The Code of the Extraordinary, Extraordinary Mind, right? Mm-hmm. And I've heard Tony Robbins say it, I've heard Grant Cardone say it, you know, but believe it or not, it takes time and we all know it, right? It takes time for success. So if you improve it a little bit by a little bit every single day, then you get to that goal eventually because you tweaked it so much every day that now you've got it right and it became a habit
0: finally. Success leaves clues. Clues drives drives additional habits. get you the chance to try. Hey, life is about continuous improvement, right? You got to try to get better, at least in some portion, at some point every day. Even if it's 1%, you move the needle, which is pretty key and critical. Wow. Absolutely. Great nuggets, brother. Great nuggets that you dropped. So, wow. Appreciate you, that sir. fully. So, George, man, won't you tell the, uh, the listeners, man, how can folks find you? How can folks kind of get to know more about the this Mr George salas
1: absolutely brother um i've got a couple places right so um if if you want to just connect with me all my stuff everything, all my social medias i've got a calendar scheduled to 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 connect with anybody it's on on my site George three sixty there is a link there where you can schedule a call to hang out so we can connect and, and see if short term are good for you or if you just want to connect for whatever reason, and you like to do business and, and you're learning about short rentals. I mean, my team can have a strategy call with you as well, right? With anybody out, out there, but yeah, that's the site. Uh, and then soon, um, hopefully when, when, uh, when the show comes out, Empress Capital will, will be, uh, will be live. So EmpressCapitalGroup.com, that's, that's our website. And obviously it's for accredited investors here only, mm-hmm. right? So um, you got to, we got to verify if it's accredited, but, but other than that, that that's where you can find it, brother. Appreciate you.
0: Sounds good. Well, George, right hey, man. Really, really, really appreciate the time you took today to kind of speak to me, speak to us here about your journey, uh, the growth and where you're going in the short-term rental space and your trajectory and where you're looking to get to. And you're, you're making headway, bro. So we we, we appreciate uh, you and your time. And uh, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me. All right. Bye-bye.